0: Is Dustin.
1: And this is Eric.
0: And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 198, getting ever so closer to episode 200. A lot of good stuff coming out on this show. We do have a great interview with most of the guys from Project Sellout. We've been playing their tracks, singles over the past year, a couple new tracks from their new release this past month. We're going to play some more tracks from their uh, new release this past month. And we have an interview, so you're going to get to listen to us and them talk about a bunch of stuff that they do. Eric, a lot of good music coming out on this episode. Plus, speaking of new music, you and I have got to get our Best of 2020s put together and recorded. And if anybody cares to hear what we think as far as the Best of 2020, we will put it on an episode, and you can check it out when we get it released. Should be, hopefully, each of us this sometime this month. I mean, if we wait until May... To get it done, it's probably going to seem pretty irrelevant at that point. So we got to get on it. (laughs) Yeah. It's
1: still fresh in the first third of the year. That's what we're going
0: for. Right. (laughs) So hopefully soon, we're working on it, polishing it up, and we'll get it out. Uh, Real quick, let's go over the new stuff that has come out and will be coming out. We have Die Hipster Records putting out. They put out the Spring Comp 2021 on the 1st of this month. Everything will be February releases. Uh, I'll come back to that one. That one's in Russian, and some of those letters look like numbers, so we'll come back to that. Let me pull up Translate here. Uh, Lizards from Venus, they put out a new release as well this month. Uh, Again, we're going to start early in the month. We are at the fourth. Lizards from Venus put out Revenge single. Stolen Wheelchairs put out Big Takeover single on the fourth. Two-Minute Minor put out Back in Our Day, a compilation of TV show theme song covers. It's a fundraiser. We talked about that a couple episodes and had a track on it. Also, a couple episodes back, so get out there, check it out, go to their band camp, or go back a couple episodes and listen to that episode. On the fifth, Killer Kin. They put out Sonic Love with a B-side of Narrow Mind. Uh, On the sixth, D. Schwarzen Schaffe. (laughs) Schaffe. Schaffe. Something like that. (laughs) I'm going to go with that, too. System Relevant is what they released on the 7th Violent Way, released Violent Way EP. On the 11th, Jigsaw Youth. That is tomorrow. The 11th is Thursday. Uh, Jigsaw Youth is putting out From the Mud demo. Drones is putting out on the 12th on Friday. Our Hell is right here. No Use for a Name will be putting out Rarities volume 2, The Originals. That will be this Friday the 12th. Also on the 12th, Rest Easy will be putting be putting out Sick Day EP, Die Down and that's D I G H Die Down. On the 12th, we'll be releasing another chance to get it right. That's a single. On the 12th, original son will be releasing him for the Underground single. On the 15th, Nervous SS and Rat Cage will be doing a split called versus or Skopje versus Sheffield. Scopie. Scopie. It's uh, I think that's in Macedonia is where that is, and Sheffield's over in the U.K. Very Paranoia we will be putting out a self titled release on the 15th. To the Helpless will be releasing a single. That's their single for February. It's called Afraid of Yourself. That'll be released on the 19th, as we talked about on the last episode. To the Helpless will be releasing a new single every month, all the way through, I believe, November. I want to say it's November, when their new album will come out, which will comprise all of the singles they've released throughout the year. They have a video already for uh, another, nope, sorry, wrong one. Afraid of Yourself. On the 19th, TNS Records is going to be releasing Volume 4 Cheap Cans, Broken Vans, and Basement Bar Bands. That's a compilation. <laughs>
1: oh that's a hell of a title
0: right got to check out that compilation just to see who's on there and what kind of music you're going to be listening to uh on the 26th no effects will be releasing their single album blind pigs will be releasing lights out lake town records and liberty or death records will be releasing oi boots around the world volume one On the 26th, Mikey Erg will be releasing a self-titled and also Matilda Scoundrels' The Devil's Dues EP will come out on the 26th. That's like the entire month. Everything I see coming out for February, there's actually a handful of other things I haven't got to yet. You'll hear about those on the next episode. Eric, anything I missed or anything you are looking forward to?
1: Well, one thing I am looking forward to is the new Jigsaw Youth because I really like Jigsaw Youth. I love the stuff that they have put out, but... For some reason, is not streamable right now, but they are a fun band. And there was a, there was another one you mentioned, but for some reason, I am just...
0: I know you're looking forward to that No Use name. for a Name. You mentioned the No <laughs> yes. Use for a Name last episode.
1: Yes, I did mention No Use for a Name, but there was something else. Yeah, I had it, then I lost it. Damn it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if you think about it, we can come back to it. Way back on the 4th, there was a band from Russia, and their band name is in Russian. And Google Translate is going to translate that as human composition. That is the name, what it translates to in English. And if you want to hear it pronounced in Russian, it is "sostav chel- cheloveka." состав
2: человека.
0: состав человека. Yeah, there, you there you go. That is the name of the band. And the name of the album that they will be releasing translates to Serpentarium. I have no idea what Serpentarium is. But here it is in the native, uh, according to Google Translate, Ukrainian.
2: Serpentary. Serpentary.
0: There you go. There it is. Uh, let's get into some new music, Eric That wraps up all the new music for the episode Eric, what do you have for us?
1: Well, I have another release that I'm looking forward to For some pretty interesting reasons I know that a couple years back A couple years Yeah, it wasn't that long It was a couple episodes back <laughs> I, <laughs> I spoke of the L.A. hardcore band Terror One right. of the more more one of the more seminal hardcore bands of how we view hardcore music today. but i talked to i splurged a little bit about that in the uh, on that episode when i was talking about keepers of the faith but now they have a new release coming out in march of 2021 and it's an interesting release it looks like a compilation because you're reading through the song titles on there. hey i know all of these songs is this just a greatest hits album? It's only a half truth. It is a greatest hits album, but being that they are a band that has you know just toured uh, a lot, toured rather extensively, they uh, you know everything got put on hold for a while. So they are coming back. They had released an EP uh, just to, uh, just last December. It's a uh, it's got it's got a name, and I keep forgetting it for some reason. But they are on the. But they figured, well, why not, why not go back to our roots and uh, look at all of the songs that we had written. Let's just cherry pick some of our favorite ones and then re-record them. All right. Yeah, and that is what's coming about in the LP, Trapped in a World. Some re-recordings of of their favorite songs from their first two albums. And another another fun little tidbit about this, they brought back their original guitarist, Todd Jones, who now is the, uh, the purveyor and a member of the Power Violence band Nails, which is also loved in uh, the hardcore community for other reasons. They are just so uh, dark and brutal and uh, black metal-y sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Terror is sticking to their roots and going back to the uh, to the groundwork of what's of what set them apart as a hardcore band in that time, coming from the '90s into the 2000s when. Uh, Metalcore was kind of taken over. You had, like, all the Killswitch Engage sounding bands, and then you had, like, all the Atreyu sounding bands. But Terror kept their sound very close to Hatebreed. Yeah, a huge, uh, yeah, huge element in their sound, keeping it simple, keeping it very straightforward, and uh, pretty, pretty dogmatic, which is the style of what hardcore is built upon. So... Scrapped in a world. It's going to be a nice little uh, bit of nostalgia, some good fan service on there, but it's also a way to bring in uh new fans. It's just kind of like, yeah, a new hardcore, a hardcore band has a new release on there. You don't, you don't have to know if it's like a compilation or anything like that, but they got their classic songs on there and it's going to have, it's hopeful that it's going to have the, they're going to have the same reaction to this as youngsters, as their parents did when they were young, discovering hardcore. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Right. Sink to the Hell, by the way, is the name of that EP.
1: Sink to the Hell. That's right. I know it had hell in the title, specifically the hell, but I couldn't remember if it was like down in the hell, but yeah. Sink to the Hell, which is a, which is a very fun four song EP. Get on that. If you haven't listened to it yet, it is wonderful. But for now, let's look, let's go back in time and look into the future at the same time pretty weird <laughs> and, and let's look at one of the uh, terror classics that has been reimagined for 2021 intake that's overcome About 20 years. They started back in 01, 02, somewhere around there. So, so yeah, this year sees them turning 20. Grow up so fast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they've uh, they've stuck to their roots pretty much. They haven't swayed too far from their from the path in which they're walking. Which you know is a it's a good thing in terms of integrity and keeping uh, close to their roots and not selling out, if you want to call it that. <laughs> But yeah, we'll get to yeah, we'll get into a bit more of a selling out in the uh, in today's interview. So,
0: <laughs> well, we're gonna <laughs> get another step closer. Let's get into some more new stuff.
1: Yep, uh, so there you go. That was uh, that was Terror' new newest oldest song, and there's gonna be plenty more of that come March. So, get on it, all you LA hardcore aficionados! Listen to some more Terror.
0: Yes, it's good stuff. Also, new stuff coming out. Uh, came out in December, December 30th, so just a little over a month ago. Mad Mulligans, they put out the EP, Who Are the Mad Mulligans? They're from Brooklyn and New York. If you go over to their band camp, you can get that EP for free. And there's a lot of bands that'll put, you know, put in $0, you get it for free. There's no limit. But they legitimately want you to get it for free because it shows free download. So go out. If you like this, go support them. And then when you listen to all of it and decide you like them, then you can go support them by... Uh, hitting them up telling them you want to get some merch but it's a lot of good stuff i really like the sound the m- band the mad mulligans are made up of members from the craze so from the original lineup three of the members are from craze and one of them come from dark side nyc i want to thank albie he's awesome uh great support and uh I just love to play bands whose music I enjoy, but also people I enjoy as well. So let's get into a track from Mad Mulligans. So Sure We're Right is the name. Let's get into it from who are mad who are the Mad Mulligans? mad mulligans ah. so sure we're right what'd you think
1: well i gotta say that answers my question that's who the mad mulligans are
0: <laughs>
1: and, and what are they exactly <laughs> they're pretty fucking
0: awesome right <laughs> it's good stuff i like
1: that I like that a lot
0: people get out there go to the band camp check it out you can check them out on social medias which we'll get to at the end of the show I uh, played yeah. a track over on Punkinoy Worldwide not too long ago as well. As this came out in December, I did a bunch of new tracks from December. I played one over there, so you can go back a couple weeks and check out that episode if you want to check out another one of their tracks or just go to their Bandcamp page. Like I told you, they're giving away for free. So get out there, listen to it, listen to the rest. It's good. Let's do one more new track before we move on to some older, lesser-known tracks, which gets us that much closer to the interview. Uh, the next yeah. track is... Haddocks D haddocks which is the haddocks in German they're from Hamburg Jena and Leipzig in Germany I assume those are all close I haven't looked at a map and I'm pretty far away so I'm not exactly sure but I assume they're in fairly close proximity to each other uh, that's in where the they're States
1: from usually
0: are right that's yeah. where they're, they're from in Germany back in December also on December 17th of 2020. They released ept die I don't have any idea if I pronounced that right. What do you think, Eric? What does that look like to you? Uh,
1: Let's see. Yeah, ept Glaser." glazer Glazer.
0: There's actually two little dots that go above the A. I just didn't add that in when I was typing it in there. (laughs) Does that help you pronounce it differently?
1: I forget what the abbreviated dots on top of a vowel does in uh in that language so yeah i wouldn't know but i would wager to say that glazer is glass
0: yes close uh, yes
1: yeah so i know that die the the last two words are saying the
0: glass well in this context according to google translate hip die glauser and we'll have google translate pronounce that in just a second it translates into English as Raise Your Glasses. And if you look at the album cover, it has ah. a guy raising his glass on there. So mm, th- I guess that makes sense now. And Google Translate pronounces it in German as... Die gläser. Hebt Glazer. Gläser. Uh, right. gläser. I said Glaser." I was... I had the letters, kind of.
1: <laughs> I guess that's a way of it saying... Saying this is a short vowel sound or a long vowel sound. Right. (laughs) Surprised I remember that all the way back from grade school.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On their album, The Haddocks, they have some songs in English, they have some songs in German. Uh, I liked a bunch of them, but I really liked this track that we're going to listen to. Now you get a sample of what is to come other than i I did pick one in english but there are a bunch in german as well so you know a little bit different i suppose if you're going to hear this in english and then you would hear the album and you'd hear some in german yes so let's get into this track it's called weekend it's a good one check out the haddocks stuff weekend Dhadex that is the, the 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 band again they are from Germany I want to thank David for reaching out uh you know we try to find as much of the new music that's coming out but sometimes it comes out after the fact and in some cases it is the band members that reach out and let us know that they had a release and so I want to thank David for pointing that out to us you can find them on Spotify iMusic and YouTube. The put out the vinyl, just as, you know, so many other people are having their issues because of the pandemic, getting out their hard copies as it is, especially on vinyl, uh, shortage on vinyl, and, you know, they're all backed up, all those things, uh, that will be coming, that is their plan, but get out, check them out, I liked a bunch of this album, it was really good, Uh, I did really like that one, it was fun, uh, just cool, upbeat, and it was in English, but as I've stated so many other times, uh, you know, I think the German language, that was meant for punk. When you hear bands singing in German, it sounds awesome. I understand oh, yeah? extremely little in the German lyrics, but nonetheless, I enjoy it a lot. Eric, what would you think of Die Hardax?
1: Well, I myself really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, and as far as the language barrier goes, uh, yeah, I think it was f- I seriously think that this is like someone who uh, is speaking in German, has the accent and everything, is trying to emulate English. Had it be spoken in Britain, it sounded like they were trying to Im- uh, to imitate the uh, English accent with their German accent. So it was a weird a weird mix.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, I would think- only
1: changing the lyrics, just changing the uh, uh, changing the language altogether. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want to think, David. Uh, that was a great, I'm glad he pointed it out, there's so many great bands, you know, we try to do our best to come across as many as we can just on our own, but definitely with the help of people who listen to the show and listen to other bands and especially band members themselves, definitely point them our way. I, like I say on every episode, I have a long list of stuff that I'm slowly working my way through in about two weeks I'm going to have a lot less on my plate, and in about one month, a whole lot less on my plate. So I promise I'm going to catch up, and if you don't hear stuff here, go check out Punkin' Worldwide because we only do one episode a week, and we're playing like eight to ten bands uh, you know, per episode here, and we're doing one per okay. week. So we can't get to everybody in a reasonable amount of time, or at least what I would consider reasonable. So uh, definitely expect that uh, a bunch of those bands and tracks that are being shared with us are also, or instead of, will be played over on Punkanoi Worldwide. Eric, let's get into some older, lesser known.
1: All right. Yeah, some older, lesser known. I want to say that this is definitely more of a lesser known. Like, uh, and especially to me. I am, uh, I am not aware of this band's existence at all. <laughs> <laughs> they are... And yet they've been around for such a long time, from 1974. And after I did some uh, research on them, I realized these guys have a lot of albums under their belts. I'm surprised they don't get enough attention these days. They're a band uh, called the Ramones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who
0: yeah, knows so, Who knows about that band?
1: Yeah, I don't know. But apparently they were legendary back in the day.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. I don't
0: know.
1: <laughs> uh... Okay, all, uh, all humor and uh, parody aside, yes, it's the Ramones. It was only a matter of time before they came up on this podcast because yeah, they, they practically solidified punk rock as we as we envision it, as we look back on it, we think, who was the first punk rock band? A lot of people come back towards the Ramones. Uh, even in uh, the Sick of It All book, they were t- the Collar Brothers were talking about how in an interview – the Sex Pistols were inspired by the music of the Ramones across the pond. So that was what pervade them to to start grasping their sound, just simplistic snarling vicious rock and roll. Right. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, the Ramones are on here. It's prototypical to say the least, but we're not going to be hey ho and let's go in on this uh podcast. We're not <laughs> that We're not going to be that predictable. What I in fact, the song that I chose isn't even sung by Joey Ramone at all. That's what made this specific song a uh, a standout. In the in the mid 80s, they were uh they were trying to change up a, f- a bit of their sound to stay relevant in the constantly changing scope of punk rock music. And in 84, it was all about hardcore at that moment. And we all know Joey's crooning voice, you know, he likes to uh you know, he Actually has a lot of melody within his vocals, be it ever so low. But in the album "Too Tough to Die," which came out in '84, they were uh, doing some vocal experimentation, and part of that included bringing Dee Dee to the front of the microphone just to spew whatever he wanted to, and that gave a bit more of a, uh, at the time, modern hardcore approach, because he wasn't exactly singing; he had some melody in there, but it was just. <laughs> Yeah. And I heard this song come up on the uh, on their uh, their anthology and their collection of all the Ramones hits. And this and the song Endless Vacation came up, and I was like, wait a minute, is this Joey singing? And it took me a long time to actually go in and fact check myself, and it wasn't. Like I said, it was Dee Dee, and he sang on a couple more songs on that record, but Endless Vacation was the one that really pulled me in. So this is why I wanted to chose, choose this song. Because we may know all the hits of the Ramones. They're all sung by Joey, pretty much. think Beat on the Brat. You think Blitzkrieg Bop. You think, uh, you know, Rock and Roll Radio. You It's always him at the mic. And there's a reason why those are the hits. But, yeah, let's dig a little deeper into their discography. Because they got, what, about 500 songs, maybe?
0: <laughs> a lot, for and sure. this is...
1: Yeah, and this is one of them. This is one that gets uh, thrown under the bus a little bit because it's not a typical-sounding Ramon song. But, you know, we like to mix it up a bit. And it's still a good song, I think. But maybe you haven't heard it. Maybe you need to hear what the Ramones sounds like without Joey. And also Richie Ramone on the drums, by the way.
0: Right, his first album that featured Richie Ramone on the drums.
1: Yeah, so a lot of uh, changing times in this album. So... Dear listeners, let's play some Endless Vacation, a Ramon song you didn't even know existed, probably. (laughs)
0: Let's do it Endless Vacation. There it
1: was, D.D. Ramone on the vocals. <laughs>
0: to be honest, I hadn't heard it myself. And uh, something I want to point out is just with the show, you know, bands that we get to meet and talk to, you know, like bands that we just played, Mad Mulligans and Haddocks and, you know, bands you listen to for a while. I mean, terror, terror is kind of what I'm describing, but not not exactly. Uh, sometimes we we overlook some of those those classic bands we don't get to a lot of uh ramones we don't get to a lot of sex pistols we don't get to a lot of those uh y- you know expected well-known whatever you want to call it that that might have been around for 20 30 40 years or yeah. so you know terror like i say terror kind of fits in there but maybe maybe not as much as w- what i'm describing with the ramones so i'm glad you picked the ramones because uh, i do overlook you know some we're so yeah. into the the bands that we were, were playing, new bands that are coming out, focusing on those type of things, plus, you know, maybe bands that are releasing stuff still, but have older stuff, and that's going to lead me into what I'm going to play here. That is Striking Distance, and you, you know they've been around. They started as a band in 1999, but they were only active as a band until 2003, so four years as a band. I hadn't heard of these guys, but they're on Bridge Nine Records, and Bridge Nine Records did a re-release of Striking Distance recently, and that's how I came across Striking Distance. So they did a re-release of Striking Distance album, The Fuses Lit, which came out May 28th of 2002, so definitely a lot older for me, obviously lesser known, but maybe not for others. But, you know, that's where what I'm getting out of so many bands that we're coming across like this that probably are lesser known bands or newer bands that the stuff like what you just picked, the Ramones, and that was a great like yeah. deep track pick because I hadn't even yeah. heard of it, you know, uh, wasn't familiar at all, but I think it was very cool. That was a great choice. Uh, yeah. On to Striking Absolutely. Distance. They are from Washington, or were from Washington, D.C., like I said. They were on Bridge Nine Records. This song's a short one, but it's a good one. Send in the clones. Let's get into Striking Distance. Not what you fucking get. Damn. <laughs> What'd you think of that band? Had you heard of Striking Distance prior to me playing them just now?
1: Uh heard of, but had not listened to prior to this one. And yeah, I gotta say, I am impressed with this one.
0: Right. It's a, band.
1: it's another one of those bands that kind of falls in the categories of terror in terms of uh presentation and sound, keeping it very simple, very straightforward. In the same vein as what the first wave of hardcore music was going through, and also respectively, punk rock music was going through. Right. Just write about what you know, express your honesty, be uh be lucid, but also be uh be clear. There you go. Like don't yeah. be don't be hiding a veil around there.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It's good stuff. Striking distance if you like it. Go check out Bridge Nine Records. They just did a re-release. You can go get digital over on Bandcamp. And I can't remember offhand if they were doing a reprint or repress, rather. But go check them out on Bridge Nine Records. The band, again, is Striking Distance. The album was The Fuse Is Lit. And if you really like that track, it was Send In The Clones. Eric, let's do some great cover-to-cover albums. We're going to do, you're going to pick a great cover-to-cover album. And then we are going to be talking about and playing some tracks from a great cover-to-cover album that Project Sellout put out. And we're gonna kinda yep. mix an interview in there. So first, let's do your great cover to cover album. what you pick?
1: Well, I picked the album Dog Whistle from the band Show Me the Body coming out from uh the boroughs of New York City. And I played these guys on the show before. I played them uh yeah, I played them just around uh some point last year. Some point last year, even before that. Yeah, it must have been before. Um, I, I don't remember, but I played them on the show <laughs> <laughs> I played the song uh, Badge Grabber from this album Because I just discovered this album That was a standout song to me uh, Just because of its uh, Just because of its aggression And its uh, weird little sounds in there And then I just kept Listening to the album, I'm realizing You know what, this thing is actually Pretty damn solid Like, uh, damn 11 tracks long uh, Two of which are or maybe it's three. I I lost track. No. Three of which which were just little spoken word tidbits, just these uh uh thirty second to like one minute uh styles of like slam poetry of the singer just doing it over this little uh disembodied noise in the background.
0: Well quick update Meanwhile, Oh sorry, what? I don't want to interrupt you, but quick update to what you were saying. Early January of 2020 on episode 193, you put Show Me the Body, album Dog Whistle. The track was Drought. There
1: you go. That was the one. That was the one. Couldn't remember. Yeah, I think it was a tie between that one and Badge Grabber. So, But either way, that's a good song. Uh, my picks for uh, this go-around, however, are neither of those songs. They are two completely uh, different ones. Uh, one of the yeah, one of the tracks is uh Not for Love, which is the second track on the album and it's just so it's just so noisy and brutal in all the best ways. It leans into the industrial realm, but not too far where it's just a lot of uh, unhinged noise and a lot of weird uh, a lot of weird instruments that are coming in. It stays very it stays very uh, rooted in the uh, in the typical punk rock sound. But with their own little uh with their own filter kind of uh bringing it a different a different vibe a different feeling to it and show me the body's uh presentation of all their of all the songs that i've heard so far is really unique in my opinion so oh so yeah words can only describe so well but not as well as the music can so Let's get into Not for Love. Let's hear the distorted vocals. Let's hear the weird uh, little banjo that he plays. And let's hear those uh, disembodied key
0: sounds. Let's do it.
3: Who trying to bleed? Who trying to eat? Who's gonna crease? Open palm. That's the I, I can see. I- work gonna yeah
0: spread off Bleed. Wow Right up to the very last second on that one.
1: Oh I know just that that whole song, if you just look at the vocals, you know, the vocals are a little uh You know, he's kind of slurring a little bit, you know, at least sounds like that. And then even in that last little part, it just gradually just gets grindier and just starts (laughs) grating ever more to the point where just everything dies out. He's just screaming that. (laughs) Man, it's just uh, it's almost like a, a descent into madness, pretty much. You know, you just feel him getting angrier throughout the song. And that's what's yeah, that's what's pretty unique about that one. It gets, just gets visceral, you know. Yes, <laughs> and that's the and that's the thing about punk rock music. It is a visceral genre. It's a reaction, for the most part, and it's and it's what makes it so relatable. It's like, can I relate to this? I'm like, uh, you know, as far as my reptilian brain is concerned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, that was uh, that was not for love. Definitely, uh, yeah. As the second song on the album, you listen to the first one. It's groovy. It's got a pretty, uh, it's got a pretty demented breakdown. It's like, okay, I can get into this as a punk rocker, as a hardcore kid, and then that one comes in, and it's just like a, okay, can I continue? Should <laughs> I continue? Is it gonna get worse or is it gonna get better? Spoiler alert: It gets better. Because <laughs> right after that one is a little spoken word interlude. Of some uh of some pretty harsh poetry some pretty harsh words on there it's uh, uh yeah it calms it down a little bit but it just keeps you it keeps you hooked and it uh and the album goes on after that and and yeah another uh the other song that I chose was uh one that leans more on the uh altruistic hardcore side you think it's uh fast and then goes into uh, that little breakdown part it's uh it's essentially the same thing, again, coming through the filter of uh, Show Me the Body. And it's called Forks and Knives. And, yeah, you really feel the, in, in a not for love, you kind of feel this feeling of displacement where he's just uh, kind of floating around, looking around, not really uh, sure of where to go or if he even should be here. This one, it's kind of like you know he shouldn't be in the situation he's in. And he is just angry about it. And there is a very, uh, there is a drudge-filled breakdown on this last one. It has those little, uh, just these little uh, atonal, angular, bendy chords, and then it just like kind of slams and everything crashes right in the right in the very end. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's essentially what their music is is on this album. It's just a it's just a weird fucking ride. <laughs> <laughs> Oh so yeah, this this is just uh you can look at this as a preview. You know, you're watching a roller coaster from the sidelines when you're in line and you're just looking at all the twists and turns and you're just thinking, uh, uh do I really want to get strapped into this thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're just a so picture this as just the line waiting. Just uh, go out and listen to the rest of this album. It's pretty much everywhere, but their band camp is the best part. Well, they don't exactly have a band camp, but on the corpus bandcamp, the label of which they to which they are signed, that's where you can find all of their all of their music. But again, streaming, if you want to listen to it urgently, I have I advise you to do so as well. But for now, let's urgently get into this uh next song. This is forks and knives.
0: And knives, man, their yeah. songs go right up to the last second. You have to listen yeah. to that album and see how those transitions go from song to song.
1: Yeah, it's a. There's seamless transitions. It's just a. It's part of what makes a great cover to cover album when you don't even notice that a song is changing. Pretty much. That's right. not to say that everything sounds the same. It just means it's like a different, a different stop on the same path. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. So that's a that is show me the body. You know, it teeters back into the old school days of when industrial was becoming a bit heavier when it was implementing more rock and music and with those little uh uh demented dance numbers. But but yeah, it's updated it in like uh today's uh musical paradigm, at least as far as heavy music goes. The you know at least in heavy music everyone's got a breakdown everyone's got little thrashy bits everyone's got slow parts mixed in with fast parts and these guys have it all they just like uh they just uh, have some ministry worship a little bit
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah that's that's a great cover to cover album from a great cover to cover band so that's uh that showed me the body speaking of great cover to cover bands we got PSO well They used to be PSO. They are now Project Sellout, and we actually interviewed them.
0: Yes, we did. Mm -hmm. They're going to join us on the show. We're going to play a track, do an interview, and you're going to listen to a couple more tracks. That's how it's going to work. Eric, why don't you lead us in here to this track, and as soon as this track's over, we're going to go right into the interview.
1: Well, this track, this is the one they talk about in the the interview, and the life of me, I cannot remember why. But whatever, it's still a good song. It's a wonderful song. This one is uh, yeah, this one came from their uh, yeah, it came from the new album Sold Out, get it?
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) And and yeah, Project Sellout, I've uh, splurged about them a lot on this show. They're a great, uh, yeah, they are a great uh, skate slash hardcore band from Lemon Grove, California, which is just a Kind of a little subsidiary from uh, San Diego. You just drive a few miles uh, east, and you're there. And they have a—they are obsessed with two things. One is music. The other is skating. And they managed to combine the two together in a wonderful, in a wonderful album, band, whatever. I mean, everything they put out is fucking amazing. I think. And this is just another. This is just another great, amazing album. And they are progressing as a band but i'm not going to talk about too much about that they say it the best themselves in the interview but for now here is bad dreaming one of their one of the favorite songs that they recorded on this album
4: have you written anything lately
1: yeah i guess will you play it for me you don't want to hear it's not good (laughs) <laughs> and now we have one, two, three, four of the members here to enlighten us on what they've been doing. Say hello,
4: people. It's good. Hey. What hello, people. Hello to the masses.
1: <laughs> to all the masses, all six of them. <laughs> <laughs> I know, let's get the preliminaries out of the way the who, what, where, when, why of uh, of what you've been up to, who you are, who you're doing, and what you're doing. <laughs>
5: Who I'm no. doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just
4: Princess Fiona over there. I'm Zach, I play drum. I'm Simon, That's... I sing. Oh, I'm no, I play guitar. I'm Miguel, yeah. I play guitar. I'm, just no, I'm David, I play bass. And Miguel, Miguel isn't here, but he plays guitar as well. We are minus one Miguel. <laughs> Making Smalls.
5: Miguelito.
1: so yeah i guess the i guess the main reason we have you on the show is because you have you know you've been busy the past uh, really the past year it seems with a uh, new material that all congealed into uh into a lp that was released just a couple weeks ago sold out sold, <laughs> so, sold out but sold out. i kind of As I say jokingly, it's the uh, debut LP from Project Sellout.
6: (laughs) It's true.
5: Yeah. yeah. I like that.
1: When and why did you get the name Project Sellout, uh, I guess, uh, to be a substitute for the former name, PSO?
5: That's always been what PSO stood for.
4: Yeah, it was that from the start.
6: For the longest time, it was a secret. And when I was a kid, I always wanted to know what it stood for, and they would never tell me. And then one day they took me into a little secret meeting, and they said... We're selling out. Finally, it's time. And so, <laughs> I knew, and I was enlightened, and I am. uh I agree, one hundred percent. And we're in full effect. Hell
4: yeah! When we started the band, it what it was Project Sellout, going as PSO for the time being, and twenty twenty alongside twenty twenty Vision just kind of cleared things up, and it was like, all right, now is the time to like just like move forward with it with the full name, and promote that, and and move forward with that instead of just the acronym it, it kind of distinguish us a little bit better as like who we are as a band and you know out in the world and whatever else instead of just three letters
5: i think i think that this was honestly like the first album that we wrote that we all knew exactly what we wanted to get out of it and that we we were able to record it with somebody who could understand our vision and encompass that with uh uh, the finishing of the album, so it this is kind of like us full blast now. It's not it's not
4: uh, fully torqued, well. rock hard.
5: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fully torqued. So it's project sellout. It's time to go.
4: Anybody could be PSO, but only we could be project sellout.
5: <laughs> That's there
1: you true. go. The smart way of looking at it. Yeah, I really felt the. Uh, yeah, and compared to your other releases, I felt like this one just had more of a. More of an oomph to it. I mean, right after the first, yeah, right after the first song, there's that uh, that little uh, country ode. I'm never gonna leave Lemon Grove Avenue. Yep. Yeah, it's
3: yeah, it's
1: just so these little inquisitions claps. like that. Even on the one song, uh, the uh, the Devil's Tunnel. If you listen closely, I hear the little uh, the little DJ scratches in there.
6: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like it's it's out Hell of yeah. nowhere, yeah. yet it fits
6: yeah
4: yeah,
1: was, um, yeah i mean where, where were all these ideas coming from just like spur of the moment type things or was it just uh you know it would be funny if we put this somewhere
4: i think uh a little bit of both well one writing the album like musically like we accomplished exactly what we wanted but at the same time like we wanted to do things on a like on a punk rock record like people like the average so-called punk, like, if they hear, like, record scratching, they're like, oh, my gosh, that's not punk. Or if they hear clapping in a song, like, that's not punk, or whatever. So, like, everything that we thought was not punk, we put into our album. (laughs) Gotta keep it fresh and new. Out with the old and with the new. New year, (laughs) new us. Bang, bang, boom, boom. Skeet, (laughs) skeet. You dig? I think the situation
6: is with this one, is that um, because we knew we were leveling up, And because we did want to, um, I mean, it's in the title of the record, sold out. We're like, we're taking punk rock and we're just spicing it all up, right? And so the production quality had to be amplified. And so when we were in the studio, we were fully aware of that. And so we just juiced up as much as we can. We squirted it. We fucking, we seen it, we done it, we fucked it, we sucked it. We were ready to go, you know? (laughs) And so we we pretty much sauced up this record 3,000 and made it a Build the glass to the rim. Billboard. We were just trying to, really what it is, we're trying to make some Billboard bangers, you know, because, I mean, punk rock deserves to be on the fucking main stage. Madison Square, we're rockers by heart, you know, and we're stars by light, you know. through, through and through.
4: Life's garden, dig it.
1: It's <laughs> funny because the change of sound kind of goes with the... Uh, the stigma most bands get when they uh, quote sell out, and it's like, oh, we changed their
5: sound. Oh fuck yeah. yeah, we'll play with anyone. <laughs> we'll play with anyone. Pay us money, we'll play. You want us to change our style? Pay us enough money. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll
6: we, do. It. I mean, we we, we gave to it. Be rich. We
4: like we said it, so you guys don't have to. You know. <laughs> yeah, when we're when we're like David said, we're playing Madison Square Garden. I'm like, oh my gosh, they sold out. It's like we told you, we told you, it was in our name. What did you expect? <laughs> you were the one confused. You got yeah. duped, not us. <laughs>
1: project Sellout,
4: Project Sold Out, Madison Square Garden. That should be the, should be the name
1: of your live album when that yes, happens. Yes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's It's a success. Or if people refer to you in the past tense. It's not Project Sellout. It's Project Sold Out.
5: I'm <laughs> down. Yep.
0: On, on your new album, just came out last month. Uh, The artwork's pretty awesome. I like the the black and white with just the little bit of red. Who came up with the art? Who did the art? And what's the concept for the art?
4: A a lot of the idea behind it was, was mine. And then my friend Nick, who actually played in the Midwest hardcore band, Bent Life, he drew the cover he also drew the cover of one of our, the split seven inch that we did with Meth Breath a few years ago. So he came back and did this record. And then, I don't know, I, I, I mean, just looking at it at face value, like, along aside from just, you know, sold out and what that means, but also, like, the way it's spelled, going alongside, like, 2020, like, 2020 has given plenty of people doubt and questioning themselves and questioning their lives and you know, feeling trapped and feeling stuck and, you know, and all kinds of crazy emotions and feelings and physical limitations. And so the cover of someone being literally chained up, surrounded by a wall, surrounded by prison bars, surrounded by, you know, demons and gargoyles in the background and having that that PSO character breaking free, that's like that embodies 2020 of just like <laughs> what a shit show it was, you know. Uh, but at the same time, it's showing like you no, know, 2020 is not going to hold any of us down. You're not going to chain us down. You're not going to keep us locked up. Like We're going to break free. We're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep progressing. Like That's the project. Deadass. Oh, yeah.
0: Awesome. Heart. It's a great cover. Uh, it's a cool album. And you have, once you actually get to do some shows again, I, I'm sure that'll be you know where the rest of them go. Uh, yeah. Once you get to do some shows. Have you done any playing together, live streaming or anything like that? Or... Do you have plans? I know in your state, just a couple days ago, or a week ago, or something like that, come out of the house or whatever. But obviously, no shows yet. Is that something you're looking at doing? You know, playing together, live streams, or scheduling into the future? I mean, I've seen some shows out in the future, and in some states, people are already scheduling. You know, mask required, or you have to sit down, (laughs) those type of things. But are those things you guys have looked at and discussed?
5: We've done a couple live stream type things. But
0: not so much of like live live stream, but
5: recording them for different different events that people are doing. Um, I think it's just hard right now, especially being in California, to plan some sort of. Every time somebody plans something, it gets canceled. So right. we're kind of just waiting till we're in the clear, till <coughs> till it's safe, till people feel comfortable going out again. I don't want to play a show to like ten people who are like. Not 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 in like a lame way, but I'd rather just wait till everybody can come and everybody feels comfortable coming.
0: Not recently. a sold out show of ten people that have to sit yeah, six feet apart in a chair. Not
6: after, <laughs> especially not after just dropping like like at least my favorite album. Yeah that like has ever done. So it's like I want it to be presented in full effect proper. Yeah. You know, that'd be True. cool. Like once we can have like, once shows can pop off, we can have like a proper, like banger, like record release. Well, I guess not record release, but like debut since quarantine, you know? Right. Yeah.
0: When did you start writing this album?
4: Um, um, some of the songs have been written probably for like a year or two. I, I didn't live in, in California for like a couple of years. So like, we kind of just like wrote a song here or there, whenever, but at the end of 2019, I moved back, so we pretty much like finished writing the record, polished it up, and then like made plans to record it at that point. Yeah, we already have a follow up. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. have like 15 new songs written on top of this record. Wow, we do. But
1: <laughs> can we expect that? <laughs>
4: yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as soon as we
6: can make our way back up to Utah.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah the Grotto Audio. Yeah, that's yeah, That guy.
6: Okay. <laughs> That, that guy's a, a good guy. Freak, I love him.
4: <laughs> yeah, he's really,
6: he's really good at
4: what he does. He's really good at what he does. It's worth, it's worth the travel, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, to be in good hands, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: and he like, he yeah. understands our sound. He understands what we want, and uh, he helps us obtain that. So that's like, to us, that's where we've had other places where we've recorded records at where they're like, Alright, how does that sound to you guys? Good? Alright, next song. You know, we want someone who's gonna like be like, you know what, that yeah. wasn't good enough. Record it yeah. again. Do this part again. This, that, blah, blah, blah. Like give you know, help us, help us, you know, be a producer and uh he and Nick, you know, Nick gives us that.
6: For me, like, I've been like recording since twenty twelve, these guys before that with Jack Drabbits, right? And so it's nice to finally have like a recording studio and like a producer who fucking so like I'd never thought it could be that fucking fun and easy and like productive, you know, all at the same time. Yeah. So it was definitely legit.
4: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's nice to be in that hands of a professional who can like, uh, you know, work their little magic, do their do their wizarding tricks on there.
5: Yeah. And it it's gives like... us snack. <laughs> there you he go. Goes. He does give <laughs> us snacks.
1: I want to traverse back to how you were talking about the the sounds and more presentation of the album, stuff that wasn't exactly, quote, punk rock to put, in, uh, to put into this. Uh, one thing that really stood out to me is, uh, Noah, I believe you were just, like, you know, really going crazy on your little solo works. Anytime there was, like, a high-pitched guitar melody, you just went out for it.
4: Yeah, I was trying to push yeah. it. I mean, instead of just doing the same old riff shit, I wanted to to play something that would that would sound good, and I don't know. <laughs> ultimately, I just wanted to be able to put some solos on the album and distinguish like lead from rhythm, you know, make some uh, some solid melodies and shit. So that was ultimately what I was going for.
1: Yeah, implementing solos in a punk rock song—it's almost like when Dylan goes electric. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, lyrically, how did this? How did the lyrics stand out in this album as opposed to not retreading from the previous
5: works? I think this album, I wrote a lot more of them, and our older stuff, Zach did a lot of the writing, and uh, so this one, there's a lot more of me, obviously with input from everyone. But I don't know. I sometimes I just feel like I like to put, I don't know, my feelings out there more so instead of like writing about skateboarding, which is obviously something we love, and writing about punk rock, which is something we love. I'd rather just write about shit that, like, troubles me, you know? Like, it's expensive to see a therapist, but it's not that much money to write down how I feel and be able to express that in a way that is creative. In my time doing it, it's a lot more efficient at helping me release my feelings or, like, release my anxieties and all of it. So it, it was kind of more of, like, the idea... I want to put something out there that when I look back, I can know what I was going through at that time. You know, that's kind of yeah. where I came came to it with or from.
1: Uh, any any tracks that you want to that you want to kind of exemplify a little more, like uh, I I guess tracks on the album that you're the most proud of. We'll say that
5: most proud of. Shit, I'd say like old friend. That song was really hard to write. It's about like leaving friends behind that you love, but that don't want to because you know it will end up worse with you not being there. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't be their friend but you want to and you know that like they will go farther where they're going without you. Not to like make myself sound like a hero, but like everybody needs a friend. And when you can't be there because it, it hurts you more, it's when it hurts the most. So I, I like that song because it kind of gave me an opportunity to like air that out and You know, make myself face it instead of just ignoring it forever. That song, I like that song, and I also really like To Whom It May Concern because, like, the idea behind that song was that I wanted to write it as (laughs) I wanted to write To Whom It May Concern as a letter to myself of things I've never heard said to me. Essentially, they were hard to write, so it was sick to be able to do it. I guess,
1: in a way, it's like where you're uh, scrubbing out a tough. A tough
4: stain and you finally get it
6: you know off of the surface yeah. <laughs>
4: fuck yeah hey here's a random oh. story so the first time i met eric me lewis and tim drove out to phoenix to see district nine and uh oh, and yeah. afterwards we were eating at canes and i see this dude in a bottle organ shirt i was like what i was like where and i i had a bottle organ hoodie on and I was like, "What the heck? Like, how does this dude have a vital organs shirt?" And then he's like, "Yeah, I saw them play." And I was like, thinking, "Like, this dude's lying, We've never played Phoenix." <laughs> and then, I, and then, come to find out, he was from Utah, but drove down to see that show too. And then after that, you know, just became friends. Yeah, so that's random. <laughs> and you saw us the one time. The one time we toured through. The only time we toured, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yo, was that a show in Provo? Yeah, that. Quote P.S.O. played, and along with uh, <laughs> oh, along with geez. Vital oh. Organ and yeah, it was a splice of two shows. Uh, the yeah, and Hollow Earth yeah. and uh, and D.T.A. They all came together yeah. and it's like one huge show. in the little the little Bike Collective.
5: <laughs> the sick. Yeah, that yeah. good time. I still
1: got that shirt. I wore that shirt when Anonymous played its first show, opening up for you guys. Oh yeah. Oh so, yeah. Sick. As you can see, it's all in the family here. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> I guess I could just uh, praise the song "Vacancy" because I think that's my favorite song on the record. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Mainly, uh, just just to repeat myself, it just sounded like the most cohesive with all the lyrics and all the all the instrumentation, like uh, between the drumming and the guitar solo, and just the riff and the intensity, and then the little breakdown. It just all like it's one of those songs as I put. It's the song that I would introduce a new listener to.
4: That's cool. I'm glad you That's like nice. it. Vacancy was uh that song changed the most out of every song we for the album, like it used to have like a completely different ending and we just like we just kept messing around with it, messing around with it. We didn't like, we don't. it doesn't sound right, it doesn't sound right, and then it ended up coming out to be what's on the record, and we were, like, super happy with it. And, and the, the, the lyrical content, as well, is, is a really good song.
0: What do we need to know about your band? You know, uh, for, for people that might be either new listeners or they've heard your band uh, a handful of times that we've played your band on the show, what is something that they should know about Project Sellout? Do you
5: ever want to know what we're about? Watch us live, read our lyrics, listen to us live. I don't know. Listen
6: to the rigs. Listen to those drums. Here's something you need to know: We're a whole bunch of little poor kids grew up in L. G. We're LG. on the come up, all right. We're not gonna be broke anymore. We're making hits and we're making bangers, and it's for the fucking, it's for the Billboard Top 100, motherfucker. <laughs> and look, we're not gonna stop till we hit the top. You feel okay? So this shit, bump it. Show your mother. Play it while you sleep. Play it to your plants, your ganja plants. The buds will grow proper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's true. Shit's in, our, in our biology, bro. We're writing biological music to make you healthier in the brain, mind, body, soul, and head. We're just <laughs> writing good music. We're just, okay, real shit. We're just good guys writing good music, that's all. We're humble.
0: Well, let, let's keep you humble. How about I point out real quick that you guys do have places to be found. You have a Bandcamp page so people can get out and support you on the Bandcamp page. And that is O L G P. Band camp, or Bandcamp or dot Bandcamp, and band on the the Fridays, Bandcamp's back to Fridays, uh, first Fridays of the month, waiving their fees. Plus, you guys have a Facebook page, Instagram mm-hmm. at PSOLGP, and you guys are on Irish Voodoo Records, and so mm-hmm. it, they can either go to your website, which is PSOLGP.com com, and you guys have store which links over at least for the new album over yeah. to iris voodoo records and people can get those copies that you were talking about earlier the green yellow splatter down to three of those the clear red splatter and the black vinyl plus cd t-shirts what else yeah.
4: yeah and actually um the instagram is just project sellout at project sellout also uh we haven't like promoted this at all um but the vinyl copies come with like uh, a 12-page comic book
0: awesome that's true
4: a lyric lyric booklet so there's there's awesome. comic book illustrations for every song based on the lyrics
0: who created the comics
4: our friend robert ride he actually he drew the cover of uh, a lemon grove comp that, that we were on a couple years ago and uh he just has like right. a really like you know good cartoony style of drawing and and uh, we hit him up, and he hit it out of the park. It looks it yeah. looks awesome. We can't wait to, like, get him printed and, you know, have everyone enjoy it. It's pretty cool. That's Hell
5: awesome. Yeah. This is going to be some shit we're going to look back at and be like, fuck, yeah, we did that.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. That's not something that you normally get from your records. It's a comic book, which no. is pretty sweet. Yeah, and it's
4: not just like a like a weak-ass insert that someone tossed into a record but that they typed up on, you know, Microsoft Word. They, uh, it's like we put effort into it. We w- we wanted every aspect of this release to be like the best, you know. Whether it's the front cover, the back cover that was, you know, shot by Land and Hale, all the way down to the color of the vinyl, down to the comic book, in the lyrical content, the music, everything. It's like <laughs> we put our heart into into all of it. We want it to be the best and, you know, and that's why we're so hyped on it. That's why we're promoting it so hard is cuz if if you take the time to listen to it, you'll love it too.
0: Right. Yep. And you've set the bar pretty high cuz you just told us, I don't know, 10 15 minutes ago you guys have 15 tracks you're going to go record. And so that's that's, true. <laughs> that's about double what's on the current album. So does that mean you're going to put in double the effort on the next Most one? Most certainly.
6: Always. Bangers <laughs> only. Every time we do a release, we double the effort. And there there's proof of that, dude. Look at the PSO demo. Holy fuck. (laughs) You know what I'm saying?
5: (laughs) It actually slapped, don't lie.
6: It slapped
4: all bangers, but you know. And you know what's crazy? We even the first song we ever wrote as a band that was on the first demo, uh, was Bad Dreamin'. And we we re-recorded it and changed it up a little bit and brought it back for this record. Awesome.
1: Are the LP's physically ready to go or is there still a waiting
4: period they uh we should have like the test presses like asap and then i think they get shipped out next month to everyone that ordered them or something like that due to covid raw materials are pretty much back ordered and in a shortage across the world so stuff that normally took just a couple months to get are now taking a lot longer so so, it kind of is what it is. Um, that's why we, we still wanted to put out, like, the digital stuff and just, you know, promote the the pre-order. So, you know, people can order it. And, uh, yeah. And, yeah, so buy a record. And you got some time. You got some time until it it'll come. But it'll be worth the wait,
1: 100%. Oh, I already ordered mine. That's.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. That'll be coming a- and we don't usually do CDs, but we have a lot of people randomly who are like, yo, what's up? Can I get this on a CD? They're not hip to Spotify yet, so we made CDs for those few folks.
1: That's so many people ask me when I released the the cassette tape. They're like, you have any CDs? I go, you can download the album on Bandcamp and you can burn yourself a CD, bud.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Too
5: hard. Too so, much yeah.
1: I know. That's so 2003.
5: <laughs> yeah, we're doing like we're downloading stuff off LimeWire? What the fuck? <laughs> <It's> 2020.
1: 2021. <laughs> 2021. You steal the music from Bandcamp. Hell oh, yeah. Well, thank you guys for being part of the uh the interview on the podcast. As yeah, so you got an insight into Project Sellout. you got an insight into their personalities. We dissected them a little bit and you could see inside their souls.
4: Because we're souls out. Soul.
1: <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs>
1: but thank you guys, have we, us. Lo- we love that you guys came on. We love you guys.
5: Thanks for having oh, us. I love
1: you yeah. guys. I can't wait to see you guys again,
6: whether in yes. show form or just, yeah, just in physical form in general. <laughs> All right, thank you guys for joining the podcast. We're looking forward to seeing you guys next week. If you thank haven't already, like and subscribe. Uh, leave a comment down below letting us know what your favorite part of the podcast was and who you want to see next. Shit, close the podium. That's perfect. there. It is.
0: Perfect. Thank you, Damon. <laughs> we have a Twitter now.
6: I try. I try. I I don't know what to really post on Twitter anymore. But PSL has a Twitter at PSLGP. Project Sal the name. And um, I'm gonna start posting on there a lot more. You're gonna get the T. Yeah. Follow us. I've already called True. out a couple of bands on Twitter for Twitter beef. Follow, like, subscribe. Destroy boys. We're coming after you next. You guys are canceled. So. Back. It's just what it is. <laughs> Protecting. Bacon yeah. youth. You guys, like, we're coming after you. Again. (laughs) What band are you guys in? Anonymous. All right, Anonymous, we're starting Twitter beef with you. We're coming after you guys. (laughs) You guys are canceled this year.
1: All right, if you want to start a Twitter beef, you're going to have to start
6: my own Twitter. I got you. It's already been made. I already did.
0: (laughs) All right, good.
4: Anonymous SLC.
0: Right. Keep it consistent.
4: Hey, we'll we'll do this again after the next album.
0: Please do. Please yeah, do. We look forward enough. to it.
4: Yep. I'll be more matured.
0: Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, Tell Miguel. We miss Miguel. But David, Noah, Simon, Zach, thank you all for joining us. And we do look forward to the next one, be it uh, two months or sometime this year or as soon as you guys get it out. We appreciate it, and we look forward to that one. Yeah. And by the time we've played the tracks on this episode, we'll play like almost three quarters of the new record. Basically.
4: Hell yeah. you know. <laughs> Keep bumping it.
0: We will. Oh yeah. That was due. Every Thanks time PS,
1: every Project SO comes out, I'm like, Oh, yep, that was cool. There we go. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Thanks guys. Right, guys. Bye Bye on, brothers. Thank
4: you. Thank you. You guys, guys have
0: a good night. Thank you for joining us. See right, you later.
4: Too. Much love.
3: Yeah.
0: Sellout to whom it may concern is that track. Great band, yeah. great interview. We want to thank the guys again for joining us for that interview.
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are wonderful. I know it may be a little uh, pre-ultimate to say, but I'm pretty firm that this is going to be on one of my best albums of this year. So I don't know. I've developed a very strong connection with this album upon multiple listens and even more so with uh, talking to the guys. So yeah, I think it's safe to say it's going to be in that list,
0: right? It's going to be good. Uh, Good release. We have one more. Again, we want to thank the guys and I'm sure we're going to thank them again because we really enjoyed it. But before we do, let's get into one more of the tracks they were discussing in the interview. This track right here is Old Friend, again, it's from the album Sold Out. Project Sellout, Old Friend, was that track. We just played three tracks for you from that release on this show, plus a great interview. Get out there and check out that new release, Soul Doubt. Good stuff there. Go check out the back catalog. And as as we all are hoping, we're hoping for some shows because we know that that band will make their way back here to Utah. And Eric and I are both looking forward to seeing Project Sellout live. And, oh, and again for Eric, because Eric's been there before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I've been to multiple of their shows. Right. Yeah, I've been to their. I've been to the first one they played in Utah, down in Provo, and yeah, I'm repeating myself because I know I said that in the interview.
0: <laughs> indeed. <laughs>
1: Check them yeah, out. So,
0: Check out that band. It's a good band. It's good stuff, and they were fun.
1: Yeah, they were. They were. They're even more fun in person. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a shame we. It's a shame we didn't have the uh, have this as a video interview. Like, oh, uh, well, I mean, we did. Like we we did do it, but it's a shame we can't release it as one with the uh, yeah nudity and all. Thanks to. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what's his face i get i can't remember his name right now i'm <laughs> skipping on a bunch of names but yeah at one point his ass was hanging out and noah slapped it
0: <laughs> well, was, uh, in the future maybe that's where this show will go or add to is we'll do some video but definitely got to get some people touring because I don't think we can travel around and see everybody. But it'd be nice if, as they come through here, we get to see them and do video. That is not now, but maybe in the future. Eric, let's wrap up this show with some metal picks. What'd you pick?
1: Well, I picked a... Hold on. I'm picking up a cat at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I picked a, a brand new song from one of the most seminal and successors of the death metal genre, I am talking about Cannibal Corpse. Yeah,
0: Cannibal yes. Corpse. They've had
1: a, they've been around for, man, just over, yeah, almost forty years. I want to say eh, closer to thirty than forty, but still, 1988 is a long time ago.
0: Yes, it is.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah, about thirty years, just over thirty years. We'll say that i'm not good at math right now
0: <laughs> <laughs> close enough we'll call it we'll call it 33.
1: yes yeah we'll say 33 and in those uh in those years they have gone through quite quite a tumultuous ca- career you know making a name for themselves more on in certain areas more on their album covers as opposed to their uh music That's the, they were one of the bands that uh, it's they got record companies a little, uh, a little shocked with all the gore and uh, slasher motifs that were being purfay- purveyed on their album covers. And when they were, as they got bigger, the more that they had released double versions of their albums, one, one with the record store cover and the uncensored one, the original cover. <laughs> So uh but yeah I'm not going to get too far into that but but yes Cannibal Corpse they've been around for as long as they have and they are still making music. Case in point they got a new album that is coming out in uh uh you know I don't know exactly what month is coming out. I think it's April.
0: It is yes, April. It is it's April 16th.
1: It a- yep, April 16th. And it's called Violence Unimagined and they've already been teasing it with a new single which is going to be played right here called Inhumane Harvest. What's interesting about this song is it is the first song that they are releasing with their newest member Eric Rutan. And and yeah, he was a he was a touring member. He was one of those uh backup guitarists pretty much. And the funny thing about Cannibal Corpse is they have been through quite a few lineup changes. Been through quite a few uh, lineup changes, but mostly in their guitar parts. The funny thing is the two original members of Cannibal Chords are bassist Alec Webster, uh, Alex Webster, and drummer Paul Mazurkowicz. Everyone else has just uh, been filling in. (laughs) 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 Okay, they're not filling in. They are replacements, but they have none of their original guitarists left. The original lineup consisted of uh, Jack Owen, and Bob Rusay. Bob Rusay was kicked out, and then they brought in Rob Barrett. Then it was uh, Rob Barrett and Jack for a while. Then uh, Rob quit for a little bit, and then they brought in Pat O'Brien. Then it was Pat O'Brien and Jack Owen. Then Jack Owen left, so they brought back Rob Barrett. So Rob Barrett and Pat O'Brien were a were the two seminal guitarists of Cannibal Corpse until one day Pat O'Brien made it as a <laughs> on a headline article of the For- Florida man caliber and it, re- it read something like this Florida man goes on a goes on a drug filled rampage and breaks into some people's homes and when the cops arrived he tried to beat him up and in the process his house burned down because of a uh, makeshift flamethrower he owns
2: <laughs>
0: man yeah, he was having was... a rough day <laughs> yeah it
1: got, it got pretty nice. <laughs> so, yeah, unfortunately, uh yeah, Pat is now dealing with all the legal ramifications since that happened. And yeah, that happened uh I think a bit over like about 4 years ago, I want to say. But anyway, yeah, he's a uh, but yeah, he is yet to face trial and sentencing, and uh, what charges are being brought to him and whatnot. But he's uh, he, he's still alive, but his life is uh, kind of in shambles right now, unfortunately, because of that incident.
0: Yeah, it's no good. Uh,
1: yeah, it, it really sucks. And he was a fantastic guitarist. I I assume still is a fantastic guitarist. <laughs> but he's but yeah, they kept it all under wraps. You know, not a lot of exposure going on in there as honestly it really should that should be handed per handled personally you know no fan nuances no uh outer outer infiltration it's a uh, his it's his problem they got to deal with it and and yeah cannibal Corpse managed to deal with it and they managed to get this guy Rutan, to play guitar on their new album and i love how it's going based off of this first single it's uh, got a bit of a slower tone to it a little bit more uh S- slamming on the riffs, not a not a lot of blast beats, but there are some blasts in there. Some, you know, that snare worship where it just you just wonder how fast that wrist can go. <laughs> 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 so there is a bit of that, but it does it does bring it back a little more to that old school death metal sound. It goes back to the '90s a little bit, for better or for worse. It's it's really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm trying not to talk so much on this episode, but It's just a lot of cool things that are happening. But anyway, this is the newest from Cannibal Corpse. All you death metal heads out there, I've been saying that a lot lately. Because there's a lot of good death metal coming out this year so far. So it's nice to know that the uh, alleged godfathers, the forefathers of death metal, are still around kicking. Doesn't matter how many times you kill them. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, this is Inhumane Harvest, the newest track from Cannibal Corpse of the... uh, album to be released in a few months, Violence Unimagined. Here we go.
2: Twisted criminal on the ground, stuck against another victim fuck up in control. Precision taken on they will be sold of blood down the chest the youngers, Cutting out a race and Everything must go For sort of the fifth of doors the body to dispose Call this end, so Leaving no tracks, no evidence Desert, never to be seen again that is fun. it's just fun.
1: Uh, i'm listening to, nothing like listening to death metal while your cat's on your lap begging for begging for little pets
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, bugging me all all day but whatever whatever it's uh yeah so that's uh that's new cannibal corpse it's brutal as all hell and yeah i'm excited for the new album they got a lot of new albums. They have a lot of great songs. I can just hope that it's going to be as B-movie slasher as we expect it to be. Awesome. What else will they sing about, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I uh, do not have quite the story to tell about the next one. The last pick, my pick for the show, it's just it's Rob Zombie. If you don't know, you ought to know, right? He's been around a long time, and he's putting out something new. On March 12th of this year, he's putting out the album The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. That's just Rob Zombie for you. Go look at all of his album titles. They're long, and when you hodgepodge those words together like he does, they don't really make any sense, and you have to really think about, all right, The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. It sounds like six cults put together. (laughs) And... (laughs) It, typical for the track names, the track that we're going to listen to is The Triumph of King Freak, A Crypt of Preservation and Superstition. That's just, what do you expect? What do you expect? I'm uh, glad he's still doing music. I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad he's still doing music. Let's check it out. Here's the track, the new track that's coming out on that album. It'll be out next month, mid-March. A Triumph of King Freak, or sorry, The Triumph of King Freak, A Crypt of Preservation and and superstition.
3: The Gibbons hate you. The Gibbons hate you. The Gibbons hate you. The Gibbons hate you.
0: sounds like rob zombie right
1: yep sounds like rob zombie and i think always will i don't think anyone can really emulate what rob zombie has done
0: i agree agree. there's white zombie right because he was in that band if you want something close go check out the band scum of the earth
1: yeah that's also true yeah that white zombie was like a part one it was the precursor to his solo career right but yeah, White Zombie was, uh, yeah, it was still fun. Yes. Yeah. Everyone has that one song, the Black Sunshine song. Right. <laughs> yeah. Also, I just realized the, the artists of our two metal picks, they are kind of held together by a theme. You know, you have Cannibal Corpse, which is essentially, and this is in the band's words, a zombie. <laughs> you know, just a, a corpse that came back to life and started eating people. And, well, Rob Zombie... It's in the name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Completely inadvertent.
1: Yep, pretty much. It, though they did come about in the same time; they were around in the late '80s throughout the '90s. That was when they were getting their uh, salad days out. So, so yeah. But it just goes to show how different the music scene was back then. What was considered huge in the heavy music spectrum,
0: right? Well, good stuff. Thank you, everybody, for sticking with us all the way up to this part of 198. We appreciate you. We hope you had a great time. Hope you had listened to some great music and a great interview. Once again, thanks to all the guys in Project Sellout. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, and slcpunkcast.com. And you can find all the bands on Instagram at Terror Hardcore at Haddix underscore StreetPunk. At Show Me The Body, at Project Sellout, at Cannibal Corpse Official, at Rob Zombie Official, and the show is at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you?
1: On Instagram at Scary Uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. My band also on Instagram at Anonymous underscore Band Official. And once again, I haven't been plugging this a lot, mostly because we've been kind of stagnant. But my uh, my little writing site at Sagan's Youth. And uh there is a new there is a new article up. It just went up uh last week. It was our interview we did with the band Dust Lord a year ago when they played that little uh uh when they played our little art gallery, just kind of on the fly. Awesome. <laughs> yep, that's the that's the story of that whole little uh show and we just interviewed them, hung out, talked talked some shit, drink some weed, and smoked some beer. <laughs> 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 yeah, they're... Yeah, really cool, guys, but that's also on Sagan's Youth, and that also exists on Instagram. It's at Sagan's Youth Collective, and uh, my band is also on Instagram, at Anonymous SLC, or Anonymous Band SLC. There we go. And uh, and yeah, once again, I like to push that we just got a new uh, slur of cassette tapes, so if you are interested in how we sound, you like how we sound, and you want to own a physical copy, just uh, go ahead on the Bandcamp, anonymousslc.bandcamp.com, and purchase one or stream it or download the EP if you are so willing. I mean, it helps us. It helps us. Everything goes back into everything we make goes back into the bands so we can make merch.
0: Right. That's how it works, people. Buy the that stuff. How it works. Gives them some money to keep going on and making more stuff and doing new stuff. So do that. You can find all the bands on Facebook at Terror Hardcore, Mad Mulligans. Go check them out on Facebook, Mad Mulligans. At D Haddocks, that's die if you're speaking English, D I E, Haddocks, H A D D O C K S. At smtb.official for show me the body. At PSOLGP for project sellout. At Cannibal Corpse. At Rob Zombie. At SLC Punkcast. That is it. The show is just about over. Eric, you got anything else you want to add before we kill it?
1: Um. Well, yeah, I got one thing I want to add. I remember we were talking uh, a little bit about the uh, about the Ramones and how we uh, often get lost in the realm of new bands, but we kind of forget about the old ones. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, the old ones, you know, they are the old ones or the gone ones they're gone but not forgotten
0: absolutely obviously.
1: yeah it just kind of uh it just kind of shows that a band that has left behind such a legacy it's kind of hard to forget about you know yeah. on a religious spectrum no one uh you know in christianity nobody forgets about jesus because so, <laughs> you know it's uh his name's been thrown around a lot and uh movies have been made it's true <laughs> so so yeah it's uh they're easily it's not easy to forget something like the Ramones. They are practically the Beatles of punk rock. Right. So, and uh, and yeah, the song, it, you can, I wasn't around when the song Endless Vacation was released or when Too, Too Tough to Die was was a thing. I wasn't even alive when the Ramones were still a band, so
2: <laughs> that just goes <laughs> to show.
1: But But yeah, so I had my own reaction to it. I was like, this is different, but I like it. I can't say what the reaction was to hardcore Ramones fans trying out this new, uh, paradigm. Some may have seen it as like, uh, Oh, it's just the Ramones. They are trying to fit in with the young crowd, see themselves as still a viable source of youth music or, or <laughs> if people were excited about it, you know? So it's, uh, so yeah, that, but that's what I'm getting at. You go back and listen to the older bands, uh, if you dig deep enough, they can still surprise you. So, so yeah, don't forget about the older bands. But part of the reason why we keep doing this podcast is to shine light on the new, the new wave of bands, the new generation, so to speak. Yeah, guys who were who we are going to remember. You know the the bands that kind of give us the bragging rights, like we saw them back in the day, man.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: You know, we're but be- we're becoming those uh, people for better or for worse. <laughs> <laughs> but again, that that's gonna be the bands that we show the new generation so they can uh, so they can discover what the old generation was like and what the sounds were back in the day, so that they can incorporate that into the evolution of how of where punk is gonna go or where some other genre of music is gonna come from. Right. You know? Like how show me the body is doing it right now.
0: Yes definitely
1: yep so so yeah that's really what I wanted to touch light on you know some bands they may be they may be old and they but even if they're old they can still be relatively unknown like everybody knows who the Ramones are but nobody know even a less amount of people know who the adolescents are
0: true yeah. that's true
1: <laughs> yeah so so yeah that's all I got to say about that. And plus, I think it'd be funny if I uh, did a did a cover band of the Ramones and called it The Remotes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and yes. Every song was just a, about a different TV show. So it's just changed the channel.
0: Well, now you got to go do it before somebody else takes that idea.
1: Oh, uh, trademark. <laughs>
0: <Pending>. <laughs> and on <laughs> that note,
1: play the fucking outro.